This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. The book is The Damage from lawyer-turned-novelist Caitlin Ware, this edgy, propulsive read about a small-town family pushed to the brink, questions what we will do in the name of love and blood. Tony has always looked out for his younger brother, Nick. So when he's called to the hospital bed where Nick is lying battered and bruised after a violent sexual assault, his protective instincts flare, and a white-hot rage begins to build. As a small-town New England lawyer, Tony's wife, Julia, has cases involving kids all the time. When Detective Rice gets assigned to this one, Julia feels they're in good hands, especially because she senses that Rice, too, understands how things can quickly get complicated. Very complicated. After all, one moment Nick was having a drink with a handsome stranger, the next he was at the center of an investigation threatening to tear not only him, but his entire family apart. And now his attacker, out on bail, is disputing Nick's version of what happened. As Julia tries to help her brother-in-law, she sees Tony's desire for revenge, to fix things for Nick getting out of control. Tony is starting to scare her. And before long, she finds herself asking, does she really know what her husband is capable of or of what she herself is? Born to two hippies in a small town in Maine, Caitlin Ware left the state for college but returned to attend law school and practice law, where she worked on cases involving some of the broad issues she writes about in The Damage. Makes her home in southern Maine with her husband. This is her debut novel. Happy to have Caitlin Ware join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Caitlin, welcome to this program. Thanks, Steve. So where did the idea for this story come from? Well, the idea kind of started as the relationship between Julia and Tony. What's What would happen if, like, so I, for example, think I have, like, the most perfect husband on the planet, especially now that I have a newborn. I'm, like, even more in love with him than before. He's been like the most amazing dad. But it was this kind of thought experiment of like, what would it be like if all of a sudden he kind of went off the rails on me? And then that became this totally separate idea for a novel of what would happen if this husband had this like parentified relationship with a sibling, something happens to the sibling, and he is ruminating on revenge. What would you do if you were married to that person? And that was like not at all who you were used to. And so that was really like the beginning of the idea for the novel. How was your experience as a former practicing attorney enabled you to balance propulsive suspense with details of the legal process within the justice system in this book? So I think probably like the biggest thing that it did for me was um, from the very beginning of even just going to law school, you kind of get drilled into your head that lawyers need to be really good storytellers. And so in the law, you're given a set of facts and you need to make them match up to the law. And sometimes the the legal like venue that you're in is that you're all having to work with the same set of facts. But if you're in a trial situation, most likely there are competing sets of facts. And so you're using the facts that your side is telling and you're using those to match up to the law. And so I think that essentially what that did for me was teach me how to tell a compelling story that was still grounded in like the reality of what the law is. And so for me, being a writer, though, I got to make up the facts completely. And I didn't have to worry about what my client was going to testify to or anything like that. But at the same time, once you had once I had made up the story, you are really bound by those things that you've laid out, especially because you have like reality to work with. You can't just completely like bend the rules of physics, for example, or the way that time works. And so you have to use those hard facts and then line them up to the story. And I think that that 
is why a lot of lawyers enjoy writing fiction because you kind of have that practice behind you of being able to do that kind of thing. Caitlin Ware is my guest here on Speaking of Writers. Her debut thriller is called The Damage. Let's talk about the characters and how you created them and how you named them, too. Uh, let's start with uh, Tony. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, how I named them, this is funny because a friend asked me recently because we went to school with someone named Tony and someone named Julia, and she asked me, if they were named after them. And I said, no, but now I kind of wish they were. That would be a great answer. <laughs> That'd be a great story. But um, I honestly don't remember where I came up with Tony's name in particular, but he is definitely, um, parts of him are like me. Um, he is also somewhat like my sister, only in the sense that she is um, a good deal older than me and we have different moms. And she had not the same level of a parentified relationship with me as Tony does in the book with his younger brother, but we definitely, we were not like sisters who fought over stuff. I was like her baby doll and she loved to play with me and she would babysit me. And we had just a really wonderful relationship like that. And so he's a little bit Hannah. He's a little bit me, maybe in a little way, he's a little bit my husband, but not, not where he goes in this book, (laughs) more just his love for his siblings. That's what's like my husband. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's Tony, I would say. How about Julia? How much, oh, of, how much you? of me is in Julia? Okay, like, I, I used to, like, seriously deny that any of me was in Julia, and it's just so laughable that I even tried to do that. Um, she's very me. I think that, you know, ultimately we're different, but the whole idea of someone who spends most of their time following the rules and you know, worrying about other people. And I do think I'm like, you know, empathetic. And I think that she is too. I think that that is all written in. And then this idea of, but what would I do? What would I really do if this happened? I I think I would have handled it differently than her, but still some of the things that she does, I do think are me at the end of the day. And so it's been funny having friends read it and be like, I couldn't stop picturing you. And I'm like, why? She's nothing like me. And I'm just lying. She is like me. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, and her name, I'm quite certain is, um, there's a street that I used to drive by all the time in South Portland called Julia street. And I think that's where it came from because mm-hmm. I, and I love the name, but I think that it was driving by the street, Julia street. So, Caitlin, why did you decide to flip the classic narrative of woman as victim and man as violent perpetrator in this book? Yeah, so the um, the true answer is that from the very beginning, I had this idea about husband and wife and something happens with sibling, and I was just kind of tired of female victims. I, I can't remember, you know, if I had watched or read something recently, but I was just like, I don't want it to be a little sister. I'm, I'm going to have it be a younger brother instead. And it was really just kind of a really quick snap decision that I made before I even started really drafting the novel. It was more, I have this idea and I think I'd like to try to make it a novel and well, it's going to be a brother. And then, um, the, the idea that it was going to be a sexual assault that came later, um, as I, as I worked on what I thought would make the most sense for the story that I was going to tell. And then, um, in terms of, you know, gender in the book in general and like other characters and who does what and certain ways that I flipped things. I think that, um, it was really just this idea of wanting my, like I would have wanted to read it differently. So I'm going to write it differently. And I think that was really the beginning of it. And then as I worked on it, it became more and more about 
wanting to make sure that even though I was flipping things, I was still having characters who were kind of being treated well, at least by the author, in terms of how I, like, portrayed them. And so the men in the book kind of had more almost, like, emotional time in the book and more, like, range, and I I talked about them more. It was less about just, like, the end result of what it's like when a guy is getting um, a lot of messaging that is toxic and now he's wanting to be violent, too. I tried to kind of set that up in a way that you got to see Tony is a hopefully complete person, not just like super angry, violent guy with no real context to that. I mentioned that this is your debut novel. How did you come to be a writer? Did you always want to be a writer? And what did it feel like completing the debut novel? Yeah, um, I definitely always wanted to be a writer. I think like every writer always wanted to be a writer. Probably we just have this like innate desire um, to do that. And I always thought that like maybe I would write a novel when I like retired one day, um, it just seemed too daunting to do when I was like working a full-time job and I can't even imagine I'm, I'm going to have to do it now that I have a kid, but like people who write novels with children, like I just am in awe of them. Um, but anyway, so the, the whole idea for me was that I, I wanted to write it. And then it was once I got this full, complete idea that I was like, maybe I should actually try to do this. And I, I told my husband the idea for the story and he was like, do it, write it. Like you, you can do it. You should do it. And so I started getting up in the morning and he was really um, encouraging me to try to follow through with that. And when I finished that very first draft of it, it was such a high, it was really exciting. And he was so excited and, um, I actually let him read it and him reading it like in the span of a couple hours was just such a fun experience. He was, he was so supportive and excited and it it made me just, okay, yeah, I'm going to keep going. And each little step, it felt more like, yeah, I'm really doing this and I'm not going to stop until, until this is my job. Like, this is just going to be what I'm going to do now. And so that's kind of how it went. (laughs) Are you hard at work on the sophomore novel? And if so, can you give us a sneak peek into what it's about? Sophomore novel, yes. Um, sophomore novel syndrome is like the name of the game for me right now. I, <laughs> I had such a hard time coming up with an idea that like was going to work for me and was going to work for my publisher because I'm actually under contract for the second novel, which is such a wonderful problem to have. Like I'm so happy that they wanted um, me to write a second novel with them, but it was really difficult to follow this idea and not copy it, but at the same time give a novel that would be something that readers were now going to expect from me. And so we find we have settled on something. I'm super excited about it. I'm starting to work on it. But like I said, now I have a newborn. And so it's definitely going to take me a little bit before it's actually on the bookshelves anywhere. But I do have a second one coming and I'm really psyched about it. And where can listeners connect with you online? So um, all of my social media, to my memory, is my name. So Caitlin Ware, and that's the same for Instagram, Twitter, and um, even Facebook. And I'll be honest, I'm really bad with my Twitter and Facebook. So if you're desperate to connect with me, start with Instagram. Um, But I definitely eventually get to all those other platforms, too. It just takes me longer. (laughs) Caitlin Ware, the debut novel is called The Damage. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And this is Speaking of Writers.